Toddy, God Almighty, this is the Sweat Equity Podcast. Um, I'm doing this at a whisper because uh, I'm doing this from my iPhone headphones. I wanted to get a little intro in. Uh, I did an interview on um, the upcoming, I believe it's called the Millionaire's uh, Interview Podcast, I want to say. Maybe there's a title in the mix, but I had a, a friend hit me up, asked me if he wanted to uh, He's banking episodes, so look for that coming out uh, next month. I'll, I'll try to push it out there when it comes out, and it's similar podcast to this. Just wants to talk about doing your own thing, getting your hustle on. Um, you know, uh, this is more. This podcast will be a more interview about some of uh, like my story than you know me asking someone else for advice about their story. So. We did it via Skype uh, yesterday, Thursday, the 6th, and so um, the audio might not be the best, but I wanted to get it out because I didn't have an episode ready to go. I'm a little behind. Um, so uh, before we get into it, we'll do a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah. Go on iTunes. Give us that five star. Um, if you... Give us a five-star rate, rate, review, and subscribe. That's the cheat code. If you're tired of iTunes and you need, you want another app to kind of to sponge up all, all information via podcast, the audio form, uh, go to the Laughable app. It's a way you can track comedians. Um, you can go, put in Law Smith and then... Anytime I show up on someone else's podcast, I'll populate. I'll populate up there. I'm not famous, so you might want to, uh, you know, track some some guys that are doing a lot more than I am. But it's a good app, uh, and they're kind of a in kind sponsor of the show. I don't know. I liked what they're doing. I reached out to them. You know, let us let us be a part of it. I'm down. I'm down for the cause. I'll uh, I'll be that weirdo. I'll go out of my way and just be like, "What's up? Let's let's party." You want to want to do this thing? Um, so, also Sweat Equity uh, Facebook page. Trying to do more video there eventually. I think the last podcast we had, the Mevo camera audio was fucked out. I'm gonna figure this out. You know, I, there's only so many times you can really dick that up without looking like a colossal asshole. So yeah. Anything else? I don't think so. Let's do this thing. Okay, yeah, so with that starting, um, you said, what do you do today? All right. Um, what's it called? So we're going? We're yeah, going? Yeah. We are? Um, yeah, so right now, uh, today, I, I didn't know. You caught me off guard because I was like, oh, we're, oh, we are starting. Okay. Mm. Um, so I'm the president of uh, Tokobaka Consulting. We're, we don't have a catch-all phrase, so we're a uh, – 
a small to medium business uh, consulting firm slash like nerd agency, digital services. We don't know what to call it because part of the reason we're able to do this company, I started this firm two years ago was because there needs to be kind of a holistic approach to kind of um, to the online services mm-hmm. where you know you're plucking contractors left and right and it's not a great system for a lot of people. Everybody's been ripped off by some nerd or they haven't been explained why this costs this correctly. So I see it, we see it from a business perspective, like business, old school business logic applied to this kind of service industry. Um, and so, plus you just need a Sherpa. Most people just don't know. A lot of it's just educating clients on like, here's what a Facebook ad is. <laughs> here's here's what SEO really means and those kind of things. So, uh, and then I'm also a stand-up comedian. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, well how, how'd you uh, transition, like I said, from comedian to what you're doing now? I've always done both. I've yeah. always done the business, uh, you know, had a real job during the day, always, and except for one short period where I just did stand-up only and that was kind of miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, so I like having some kind of structure. So I always had like, uh, a decent job during the day and would moonlight and go out. And I always had a job that was flexible enough to go on the road. Um, you know, if I had internet, I could work from anywhere kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, one kind of helps the other a little bit. So I tell a lot of people like, just throw away whatever you think of your favorite stand-up comedian because that's what people imagine stand-ups like mm-hmm. or what comedians are like. And I'm just like, just throw that out the window. Just know that I'm always kind of, I can't shut off my brain to uh, observe what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good at pattern, pattern recognition, you know? Uh, and um, I try to treat stand-up kind of like we're at a barbecue and I just got the loudest voice. You know, it's very laid back. Um, you know, about 20% more of my normal self. I'm probably negative 20 right now because mm, <laughs> uh, I'm a little gassed from uh, catching up this week. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, understood. Well, like I said, no, thanks for sharing your story with us today. Well, I guess basically, do you want to talk about how you started your company? Um, sure. And I guess, like, you know, do you have partners and kind of how, how did it start from the beginning? So, um, I was doing three things at once. Uh, I was doing stand up at night and going on the road, opening for people. Um, that's kind of the part-time job that doesn't pay much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working with a, a group called Sola Salon Studios. It was a franchise group. Um, that was the main, the main job I had were, um, it, you probably don't know. Uh, most dudes don't know. It's basically a salon suite setup. Uh, we actually opened the two in Jacksonville while I was there mm-hmm. and I was with a group that had 40 locations. So it's basically like you let stylists run their own salon within, you know, an overall, uh, location. They share the overhead mm-hmm. and they, they get, uh, you know, repairs are taken care of. And uh, honestly, like entrepreneurial consulting advice, cause they're, they're doing their own business. And then Around those things, I was working for a company similar to ours now called Mega that 
was basically a nerd agency and I just told him, Hey, uh, I've got these skills for this, for digital services. You guys are aligned kind of philosophically and they're kind of friends of mine. Um, they're friends of friends. I just said, Hey, let me come in and just do business development for y'all and fill in anything. So I was basically working for that firm, you know, whatever scraps they could give me for work, but also, you know, just doing it because I knew this was kind of the long-term thing. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And so, I mean, transitioning, did were you did you just start it yourself? And how do you say how do you say the company name? Because I don't want to mispronounce it. Tokabaga. Okay. It's T O C O B A G A. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it's funny. A lot of people, and we shortened it to Toko Works yeah. just for email, really email handle, because mm -hmm. um, Tokabaga Consulting is really long. But I, um, it, it kind of originates in Tampa. That that name. It's a Indian tribe that was in in Tampa Bay area, okay. and I always liked that name um, growing up. And they actually named the city of Tampa. Tampa's I means sticks of fire, in their language of Calusa. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I wanted something that had a brand identity to. It had roots here, but. It, it doesn't, we're not called Tampa Bay consulting firm or something like that. Right. You know, uh, and, and I like the kind of brand world we created with kind of the camp campfire and kind of, uh, it's kind of like camping and kind of, we use a lot of that and our brand identity. Cause basically if you were a client, interested client, it'd just be like, we're back in the day we're we're, you know, kind of moving along the terrain. We're sitting around a campfire trying to strategize. All right. Who's doing what? we're sharing information and then we're going to go out and do it. So that's kind of the idea behind a lot of the brand identity. Okay. Um, I had a partner that I started with and I think about a year ago we had to, uh, break off, but you know, that's, I'm finding out that's a lot more normal than, uh, than I thought. Right. And so what was he there when you started, um, the company and so you, and then he, and then yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, so here's how it went down. I was with that group mega and, uh, and they were having some issues at, at a certain time. And I had a friend of mine that came up to me and was like, Hey, I want to start a luxury restroom company. You know, those, those trailers. Okay. Yeah. No, I did talk about for the Just golf events, went, golf events yeah, usually. Perfect. Uh, wedding golf events, uh, stuff like that. And he came up, he was like, I want to call it refined watershed can we uh, talk about it? I was like, all right, but we're not doing that name like mm -hmm. that's So this is an old friend of mine, a good buddy of mine. Um, and we met up and I said, Hey, you know, I tried to sign him to like a, a retainer. And, uh, I went over back to mega and I was like, Hey, here's what I got. And they, I think, I believe, I don't know the owner, my age, you know, same age as me, but, um, you know, I don't think he was into it because it was a bathroom company mm -hmm. or maybe just, I don't know. He was too scattered at the time. And so, uh, I said, fuck it. I'll just do it on my own. Am I allowed to cuss on here? Yeah. You know, do whatever the fuck you want. So I was like, um, I was like, cunt bitch, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, <clears throat> I'll go do this on my own. And I had a good buddy of mine, uh, from high school that was an amazing designer. He still is. Um, and 
he could literally, if you sat him down, you could go, here's the concept. And he could probably draw something better than most people take, you know, three months to do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an amazing talent. If you've ever worked with designers, they're, they're very, um, they take a lot of license and time, I feel like, mm-hmm. to, to get to know themselves and everything. And he, that was kind of an amazing thing he can do. And he had a business background and he had a great work ethic. He's the guy that, um, could, uh, he was a friend that would pick you up if you're too drunk, mm-hmm. you know, the reliable guy. So, uh, he came up with the Waterloo, uh, washrooms concept. And if you go to water, waterloo washrooms.com, he, we now, we knocked out the whole branding, uh, identity in about three days. Mm-hmm. And I said, we got something here. And we took that client and that's our anchor client. And they've done so well. Um, they bought a portable restroom company last year. That's eight times their size. Mm-hmm. And, um, they're doing, uh, they're even beyond that now where they're, you know, looking to figure out the next step, maybe becoming private equity or something bigger than that. Gotcha. So that's, that's a great story to tell as far as our company. Cause you know, it's tough to have friends as clients, a, mm-hmm. and then B it, it, it kind of encompassed everything we do. It's, helping them get started up, helping them uh, get a website, their brand, the uh, goals, kind of, um, you know, online marketing, um, operations, all that stuff. So, and a lot of strategy, obviously. So it's kind of like that, that's kind of the six areas in design. That's kind of the six areas we have. So so you're saying it was just you and your buddy at first. I mean, at what point did you end up um, expanding and where you're at today? So, um, he was still working a day job because mm-hmm. we wanted to try to keep it as lean as we could. Uh, we didn't want to take any money out. Um, and we still haven't outside money, uh, or any loan or anything. And so, you know, he was working a job that was really intense and it, it's just, it's a tough marriage. It was like a marriage, you know, and eventually I think, uh, you know, you look back on it and you're like, you try to say, I try to, I try to go low self-esteem. I'm like, where did I fuck up? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'll blame myself first on all that. And it just, it was hard to communicate and it was hard to get stuff done. And I think part of that is he, he thought I wasn't maybe being honest all the time or paying other people before him. And, you know, we never were able to sat, sit down like, once a week or once a month even to go over like a plan strategy, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of dissolved in that kind of, it kind of fizzled in that way where I just couldn't get a hold of him anymore. Like he was just straight up ghosted me like a, right. like a chick on Bumble that don't want to talk to you or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, we, we worked it out. I've seen him a couple of times since mm-hmm. it's, we're in a small city, so it's not, and all, we have about a hundred mutual friends. So, I still think he's talented. It just didn't work out. Right. And we have a lot of law firm clients now. And I talked to a bunch of them and they're, they're telling me like all, almost all of them had a partner in the beginning and it just didn't work. out. Right. And I host this thing called uh, fuck up nights where it's a night where entrepreneurs get up and they talk about how they fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the best thing. It's like continuing education for anybody listening. Uh, if you don't have one, where are you Jacksonville? Yeah. If you don't have one there, you should start 
one. They're they're around the world. It's like a for it's like a real talk TED talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time, I had three speakers up. You know, entrepreneurs in their forties and fifties, all successful. And one one of the speakers got up and talked about just fifty fifty partnerships don't work. And they all kind of laughed. And they're like, yeah, like a confirmation laugh, like, oh mm-hmm. boy, they don't. And so that kind of helped me not feel as terrible about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just really, it's really hard to have that. Um, and my business attorney, who's a good buddy of mine was like, yeah, you didn't delegate the operating agreements in the beginning and you didn't do this, this and this. And so, you know, that's lessons learned mm-hmm. and, you know, keep moving forward. Well, what would you say? And you're you're the host of that. You're uh, I am I am see it, okay. and um, our company sponsors it. Gotcha. Well, in like, the Tampa Bay area. Okay. Yeah. Well, along that um, talk, I mean, what's the most common thing that you've been seeing when people get up and talk about that? As you know, where entrepreneurs screw up. Um, you know, obviously you mentioned the partnership fifty fifty, but is there other common things, common threads that you see? Um, the biggest thing is like, I'd say everybody, there's a lot of these, these kind of common through lines. I'll, so I don't bloviate too hard. I'll say biggest one is you're going to fuck up. Like you are. Mm-hmm. So get, get over it. Like learn from mistakes and don't do them again. That's kind of the overall arching kind of thing. Business is a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of educated guessing. Um, and so you, you try to reduce that risk as much as you can the next time. But if you keep making the same mistakes over and over, you're not going to uh, do well. Another one is like, know what you don't know. You know, a lot of people think they can do everything. Um, uh, and most can't multitask really well. Mm-hmm. You ever talk to someone who thinks they can multitask yeah. while they're texting on their phone? Mm-hmm. And they're clearly not, I'm like, you can't do two things at once. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that great at it. I can juggle a lot of projects going on like one day kind of thing. Like I can work on this for 10 minutes and then I can get to the next thing and look at that for five minutes and then come back to that other thing from the beginning. I'm, I'm very good at that kind of like a sports center crawler mm-hmm. on the left-hand side or PTI. Mm-hmm. Um, I can kind of do that, but you know, I feel like uh, a lot of people get up and they talk about, they tried to do too much. They got burned out. They didn't worry about themselves at all, um, which I've been kind of focusing on now a little bit because you'll burn out. Right. And yeah, for me personally, actually, that's why I'm starting to do the podcast. I mean, yeah, I think anyone who starts a business thinks they can be Superman, just keep grinding, but eventually you'll, you'll hit it. So, you know, I just got tired of honestly doing the same shit all the time. So, um, that's part of the reason I'm doing this and, um, just do something a little different and hopefully help those entre- entrepreneurs or, you know, freelancers that are trying to start their own business. Um, so you are also talking about, I got, we're talking about some of the obstacles you had to overcome with the partnership. What else? personally have you had to or in the business because i find out personally that a lot of entrepreneurs forget to talk about that because you're talking about taking care of yourself now well work work life business is on my my mind all the time because our clients are in that small medium business area and Mm so they're usually doing their own thing um and 
you have to figure out those disciplines. And I'm, I'm not great at it now. I'm trying to be a guy that wakes up at about 4.30 or 5 mm-hmm. just because I know that's going to overall be better for me mm-hmm. uh, until I don't have to. That's kind of my incentive, my little game. But um, the work-life balance stuff, I mean, I, I got married probably a little bit before we started the firm. Um, and we had a kid uh, who's about 10 months old now. Mm-hmm. So our firm's a little over two years old. We have a 10-month-old. So having the pregnancy period mm-hmm. and then uh, an infant. And now we have another one on the way because I don't mess around. Yeah. And, uh, and um, that'll she'll be due in October. And it's kind of like you can't you, – you know, the old adage – of starting your own thing is like you'll give up uh, a 40 hour a week job. You'll work a hundred hours a week to give up a 40 hour a week job or whatever. I butchered that, but you know, it's true. And you know, you have to, you have to create time to create time. It's kind of something we say around here. Like you got to really sit down and go, okay, how am I going to be more efficient and get more out of my schedule? And a lot of stuff you're doing is there's a lot more fat than you realize. Mm. Even like stuff like just going to the grocery store. Now you can get it delivered. Mm. Just the essential stuff that you need. You know, that saves a lot of time and stress. Um, I'm a big uh, efficiency guy. Like using Evernote Mm. for me is a huge one because I have a bad memory. I know that. And so I try to religiously write notes and uh, dictate everything I can. Um. But that, because that work life balance is like, I got to figure out, I don't want to bring this work home with me. When I'm home, I want to be focused on the family because mm-hmm. it's palpable if you're stressed. Right. You know, so, um, so I'm trying to work on a program where I'm getting up early, kind of front loading the day a little bit so that when I get home, I'm, you know, all I care about is what's going on at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what, what were the biggest things that were holding you back as far as you're talking about saving time now? Um, now, I don't know if you've become more efficient over the last just couple of years or how long, but I mean, what are, what's the biggest things that cu- you cut out that's helped you? Uh, you know, boozing a lot yeah. is, uh, it, it's a time suck that you don't realize, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'll, you know, I can go out and have a, a couple of drinks, but I don't need to, I can't do it like I used to. <laughs> Yeah. And not, not physically, like right. I can still do that, but it's at the, it's the time that, all right, you're going to sleep like crap. You're going to feel like crap the next day. Your Saturdays and Sundays aren't precious. So you need to maximize those as well. And w- that sounds daunting too, but people don't get that. Like people do this thing. And I used to do this too, where you're like, man, that's my, you know, this is my time and this is my weekends or these, you know, I need this rest. And you find out like, well, what are you really interested in? If you really want to do whatever you're doing, it, it it's that thing of like you get to, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. I, I tell myself all, all the time, you know, there's a lot going on that you're just like, oh. And I get in that comedian really shitty disposition mm-hmm. and I just go, all right, you, you get to do this, you don't have to. You know, like that's – you got to remember that I'm sure most of the people that will listen to this – and we're in kind of this freelancer kind of society, kind of this uh, 
thing where if the internet wasn't around, I can't really do this mm-hmm. as, as efficiently as well. Now, on the other side, it's scattered because there's so many services we have to do. But like, we live in a society where like, you know, you can't really blame anybody but yourself right. because you can learn shit on YouTube. I've taught myself so much just by sitting there and just sitting, just hammering out tutorials, mm-hmm. doing it while I'm trying to work out inside my house. Mm-hmm. If you look, we're doing this video. I know it's audio, but right. there's a spin bike right over here yeah. in here. with you that uh, yeah i used to have a little stand-up elliptical that i and i have a kind of stand-up desk where um i just sent you a link so you can t- check it out um Sweet. but yeah i guess you you were talking about as far as depression have you ever reached that during your business thus far where you thought you know that you weren't gonna have enough money to keep your business alive and that hey it's not worth putting in 100 hours a week if just get a 40 hour a week job and stuff Oh, for sure. Especially when we had to do a stock sale with my former partner. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, 
we again we didn't take any outside money so everything's really cash flow strict and uh i probably got a little cocky early on right when we were doing well and i really should have been disciplined uh from the get-go and that's something i really really regret mm-hmm. i was listening to uh jocko wilnick on uh i think it was rogan's podcast so don't if anybody's listening don't pause and just go over to that <laughs> write it write it down we're whole, Finish out this one. Notes. Yeah, yeah. F- finish out this one and then go over. Uh, write, write it down. Um, another thing I'm huge about: just write notes down mm-hmm. to come back to later. Keep a, keep a pen and a pad or Evernote on you. Um, Do you have a white, yeah. whiteboard by you too? Right there's there? a whiteboard right here. Yeah, I like writing I wanna, stuff. Yeah. It's it, there's a cathartic part mm-hmm. to it. I don't know what it is, um, and it it helps if you're on doing an online thing. You need to like do some offline, right. you know, don't get distracted because you can just, I write jokes. I sit down with a legal pad and just try to write for 20 minutes because if I do it on, if I type it out, Pornhub's right there, man, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, <laughs> um, so like, uh, my thing with, um, I want to get a digital dry board where you can just write like normal, but it'll capture it. Ever, Evernote, they actually have a special pin that I had once upon a time that you can write on a pad. I don't know if you've seen that before. I've got it. Yeah. I mean, I, I ended up losing that pin and never got it. So I just I just let it go. But um, it's somewhat similar. But yeah, I agree. You just have to write to get your eyes off the screen, at least for me, especially, I guess, what you end up doing. So, um, And that was my fault. I, I guess I ended up stopping you midway through your talk about I guess struggles in your company and how you're saying your how your cash flow kind of strap business. You're looking at Pornhub now. Yeah, you there? Yeah. Sorry, that's the first time I had a drop call too. Fucking. Um, so uh, yeah, I was. I was. I guess I was saying that I I interrupted you when I was. Um, talking about and at first i thought you turned off the skype thing because you were looking at Pornhub on the other monitor there <laughs> <laughs> i think it uh it knew yeah it, it's ai yeah no i got you um but i guess yeah we were talking about it, it, the business you're, you're doing well at first maybe a little bit you know cocky um and yeah could you go back talking about that yeah i mean we had early success um and a, a little bit of buzz and you know, another thing is don't count on if you're client heavy, like mm-hmm. we are. Uh, so, you know, ad agency or something like that. Don't get don't trick yourself into uh, counting them as a client until the paper sign right. and, and the first uh, first check is hammered. So, you know, I probably got too fired up and just said, yeah, you know. I know what the fuck I'm doing. You know, entrepreneurship's a weird thing. There's a weird duality to your brain where you're, you know, one, this can all happen a few times in a day where you think you're a total badass and like, this is why you made this company and you're a disruptor. Um, and you can't wait to, you know, show that story of how you did it. And then the other time you are like, what, what the fuck am I doing? I, you know, this is like gambling uh, with our, you know, our family as some of the collateral. So, uh, you kind of toggle between those two. A lot of people do, um, that work life balance stuff. 
you got to make time for your brain, you know, to turn off, uh, if you can, um, you got to take, like eat healthy, take care of yourself. Like all the things Hulk Hogan used to say when he was in, in the ring, yeah. eat your vitamins, um, that kind of stuff. Don't listen to Hulk Hogan now, mm-hmm. but earlier he was okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, when you're talking about your, like being cash flow strapped and I think a lot of entrepreneurs or kind of freelancers can relate to that. Um, have you overcome that today? I mean, or is there software that you use that you didn't use before or any methods or tools for cash flow? Yeah. Just, just to make sure that, you know, I don't know if you're looking at, you know, software every week or every month or, you know, just to make sure that you have enough money or because a lot, a lot of people, and me included with my other business is just, you just look at the bank and kind of look at the balance and not really always take into account that what cash flow is coming in or out. So, yeah, I'll tell you probably the best thing to do. And again, I do these like incentive games until I get a good incentive or I get a good, uh, get a good system mm-hmm. going and understand backwards and forwards kind of stuff. So the best thing I can tell you is like, you know, I was sloppy with uh, bookkeeping and accounting and stuff. Right. I hate it. It's not my favorite. Um, I created, I go, what, what do we have to get to, to where I can hire a bookkeeper? That's the goal. Right. Um, so I, I created this certain threshold of revenue, um, that's under contract and I go, okay, when we get to that point, I can hire someone. That's my big carrot. And then, um, you know, you have to go, to go forward, you really have to look at everything that's going on and a balance is your current, mm-hmm. but if you're not spending correctly or strategizing correctly, you know, that's not going to help the cash flows move. You're just going to be treading water mm-hmm. and you might, you might get out of it, but you, you'll still need that discipline down the line. Um, it's just a business fact. It's, you just have to know the basics of financing and accounting to really make shit go, especially in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I track time like religiously, Mm -hmm. like I'll track this, Mm -hmm. um, to, I'll put it in our marketing bucket. Uh, but I want to know where I'm spending my time. And now I'm getting to the point where I'm not taking as many things on. Um, it's called extracurricular or like, you know, I'll try to be efficient with my time. Don't take as many filter out more meetings and stuff like that. But you got time is the most valuable thing. So if, you, if there's people listening that are doing their own thing after work or around work, mm-hmm. you know, like it might be a good idea to use harvest and track your time and see where you're spending it. It's a hard discipline to do. So the two things I'd say is I'm, I'm big about uh, putting everything in iCal too and try to, schedule out the day and the week on Sundays. And so, you know, schedule time to go, okay, I'm going to spend time every day, 20 minutes every day on our accounting stuff our, and finance and how are we going to scale? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that until I don't have to. And then um, the time tracking thing, I just set up a, like three reminders a day and it could float in these reminders that you get all day. You know, if your phone is your big tool and your your computer is, you know, delete some of this bullshit, you know, notifications you have. Mm-hmm. Scale all those back. Try to think like an OCD person. What would they do? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try to like only get notifications that mean something and not like I accidentally put a notification setting on for uh, news and the Apple news thing. And I'm getting all this people magazine crap. And I'm like, fuck is this? When did I do this? Right. Was I drunk? And so I just want stuff to pop up. So three times a day I have harvest. Remember track, you know, put the hours in or you're going to forget it. And if you're a service business, like we are, you have to be able to uh, justify that hourly rate. And most people can't do that. Pricing is the hardest thing in business. So how do you justify it other than just, uh, you know, looking at three competitors around you and going, uh, I'm somewhere in there, you know, you need to justify it. What's your cost rate versus your bill rate? What's your after tax bring home every hour. And, um, and then maybe look at that again, the competition. Gotcha. So what's, what's your plan? Do you see, think for the, the future? Where do, where's your vision for your company? Uh, we definitely want to scale this year, grow, growing off of um, the really stressful two years we had, because uh, I took on a lot of discounted work, um, knowing that we just need to get our foot in the door and show people that we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people around here, socially, think of me as a comedian only, and it's kind of like, all right, well, let's have a real talk, and I'll sit down and break it down for you. But, um, yeah, we want to get in this scale phase and that's kind of what I'll probably be doing. I'll probably take a Saturday, Sunday, come in here early, uh, before everybody in the house wakes up and just try to work on a plan. Um, what's that going to look like? We use a freelancer kind of, we call a freelancer Rolodex. Mm -hmm. So we don't have any full-time employees yet, Mm -hmm. but I got to create those thresholds what's the first person we would hire is probably um, a project manager or administrative assistant. And so what do we need to do to get there? What's the person we're looking for? So we don't have to hire on the fly. And I realized like every successful entrepreneur, I, I really get inspired by, they're very good at planning. Mm -hmm. They're always planning they're always organized or have someone organized for them. Um, and they're constantly thinking now and future at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, there, I could, I could blab on for about an hour, right. you know, about that question, but that's, that's basically how, how do I, how, and how do I dump my brain to, uh, other people? Mm-hmm. You know, here's how I see it. Now, how am I going to, create this teaching environment too right well i mean so you've you've hired freelancers in the past correct yeah so we, right. that's our model is right. to basically we have a client that signs we flip around and i try to money ball right a bunch of freelancers but i'm always looking for you know good skilled people right. uh do you have any advice of, for that for like people who are trying to do that because that you said that was my first step for starting a business was hiring that first freelancer and then it kind of gave up because they ended up sucking but then it, just over time you learn how to hire good ones i mean any tips on 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 where you go yeah. to hire them and how to, how to hire them you have to treat it like they're in the room mm-hmm. so i know this virtual thing is like you know that's the beauty of it it's the freelancer society is they that person works when they they do 
but everything really breaks down to quality cost and delivery. It's, it's boring rhetoric from, for, uh, engineers, project managers or whatnot. But the more I think about it, the more you go, okay, the three constraints you have are that. And we tell clients, we're going to shoot for all three, but you're probably, you're probably going to get two. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that thing of like maybe over communicating in the beginning to them, here's what I want. I send video stuff because a lot of stuff's lost in translation, mm-hmm. uh, via text on an email or using Upwork messaging or whatever it is. So I try to send uh, video, like I'm doing my own mini podcast to them and just try to send it out and project manage that way. So I have like, I don't, I try to use local people here, but mm-hmm. even we don't really meet up face to face and I'll try to wake up and go, okay, I got to send her this graphic design uh, revamp. I need to send uh, her this, uh, pay-per-click uh, kind of overview of what I'm looking for for this client. And I just knock out these quick videos because we lose a lot of like, even just a phone call is not good. Right. What what software do you use for the making those videos and sending them? I have uh, this really cheap one. on. I'm a Mac guy. Yeah. So uh, any screen record pro, mm-hmm. I don't think it's on the Apple store anymore. I think you have to, uh, Google for it, but it's like four bucks. Right. Um, and you can compress it. You can use like a, cause videos get too fat right. sometimes. So, um, you can compress them down if you don't care about the audio and your, you know, and your lips syncing up. Mm. Cause sometimes I'll just do a screen grab right. video. Um, you can do that and it'll compress it down, you know, five minute video, four minute video down, to where you could text it under 25 megabytes. Wow. Okay. So that that's been very good because free and how do freelancers want to communicate? Uh, I put the ones I use a lot. I put them on Slack because I want to have that that fluid conversation. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, with that said, uh, do you have any other words of wisdom before we log off? And what's the best way for people to contact you? Um, they can contact me directly at my emails, uh, law, L A W at toco works, T O C O W O R K S dot com. I do that radio, radio style. Nice. Um, and, uh, toco works.com or just Google Tokobaga consulting the best you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the best piece of advice is that, you know, I don't know, you're only on this blue marble so long. Um, efficiency and productivity stuff doesn't have to be, uh, really shitty. I think, I think it's hard to change behaviors. I think that's the second hardest part of business Mm -hmm. is trying to break your own behaviors, other people you're working with. Um, because people don't want to change a lot of the time. And so, you know, breaking yourself of bad habits and going, Hey, what am I really doing on this, on this work, on this earth? You know, what you don't have to look at it like a legacy thing, but like, you know, if you're binge watching Netflix and you think you're doing your own thing, you're not doing your own thing. Right. You know, right. uh, it's good to veg out. Maybe do that every now and again. But if you're someone that's wasting life, you know, doing some of that stuff, it's I don't know that I get pissed if I do that. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully those are not 
type of people who are listening, you know, people who are listening to a podcast usually aren't those type of people. So hopefully, um, I don't know, man. No, there's definitely well, different like, types of podcasts. I would say business wise. Yeah. We're going for the same audience though. I mean, right. it's people that need a little bit of their ass kicked mm -hmm. and you know, I, I changed that behavior. I was a lazy kid growing up and I've, I've changed my behavior and I'm still not where I'm happy about it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, change, uh, I heard Adam Carolla say this on his, uh, kind of podcast, similar to this one called take a knee. He's like, when is change ever bad? Mm -hmm. When do you look back and go, you know, that, that thing I tried to do, that thing we did was terrible. You're always learning from it. So I kind of like that, sure. but, uh, send me this audio, man. And we'll, We'll swap cast it. Yeah, no, like I said, no, that sounds good. And like I said, I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me.